Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? And as you're running, just yell back at him. That's crazy. And then quote this verse, Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? (laughs) Now, here's the great thing about being a believer, being a Christian, is that we get new hearts. But we're still in this frail flesh. We get new hearts. We get the Spirit of God in us. But we still have flesh. We still have emotions. And so this is telling us, don't be one of those who trust your emotions Trust the Word of God. Seek God in prayer. Put all of those emotions and your heart and everything in it under the covering of Christ. Don't trust your heart. Your heart will lie to you. Don't trust your flesh. Your flesh wants to fulfill its own little sinful deeds. Trust the Lord. Trust His Word. Trust His Spirit. Seek after Him. And in this book, we're going to see that there was indeed a famine because people trusted in their own hearts, in their own flesh. They did what they wanted to do, what was right in their own eyes. And so here's the other thing. During the time of Judges, the people of Israel were told, told to eradicate the wicked out of the land, and they didn't do it. And that's a picture of sin in our own lives. We're told to get the sin out of our lives. Well, here's the thing. They didn't take care of what they were supposed to. And what happened was they started worshiping the same, the same pagan gods that the enemies of Israel were worshiping. They began to worship false gods, false idols. They began to build these great, uh, even temples, but mostly just pagan altars to these false deities. And uh, among these false deities, these pagan gods, these demonic forces, was Baal. And you've heard of Baal, but his goddess, Ashtaroth. And I won't go into details, but they would worship Baal and Ashtaroth in their union because they believed in their union that they would bring fertility to the land, not only with the people, but with the crops. But God was showing them, no, no, you're going against my law. You're going against my will. I am going to show you that the error of your ways. And so he brought famine into the land. And the whole story of Ruth, as we go study through this, is a result of that. But again, there's a beautiful promise in all of this. Now, the the book of Ruth, it's about a 12-year period. And what we're going to look at as we study this out is about a decade of time. Um, But another powerful lesson about this book is that all 85 verses have always been canonical in the Hebrew mind. They accepted them as God-breathed. This was a powerful book, very special. The book of Ruth is a very special book. Now, we know among Hebrew people that the Pentateuch is the most esteemed. The first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Remember, that's what I call Deuteronomy because it's the book that Jesus used to rebuke Satan. But those were very special. But there was another special group called the Five Scrolls, the Megaloth, the Five Scrolls. And in that that was Song of Solomon, Esther, Ecclesiastes, Lamentations, and Ruth. And these five scrolls, they were read aloud during special occasions, during feast times in Israel. And this is important for us, church. 
as we study out the book of Ruth and you start to see these pictures and types forming because they read the book of Ruth and still do to this day on Shavuot, on Pentecost, the day the church was born. This is important and it's no coincidence. But the Jewish tradition believes that they read it at this time because that's when Ruth and Naomi, that's when Ruth especially came into the land and began to live under the law of God as one of their own. And so related to that, understand Ruth is a Moabite woman. A Gentile woman, but a Moabite woman. They were not highly esteemed in Israel for a few different reasons. But, you know, here's the thing. We know after the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, this is where the Moabites came from. They, they started in sin, and they continued much in sin. But like every other Gentile on the planet, they are redeemable. But here's how the Moabites started. Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed. You know the story. Lot and his family were rescued, but Lot's wife still had a longing for that, that place. And she looked back, and God turned her into salt. That's a real story. That's a historical account. And here's the thing. Then Lot's daughters thought all men had been destroyed. They didn't seek the Lord. They didn't wait on the Lord. Instead, the older daughter came up with a very wicked plan. Without going into details, here's the thing. They, she thought, I'll get my dad drunk, and, uh, and we will be able to conceive children. So she got Lot drunk, and we know the younger daughter conceived, and it gave birth to the nation, the Ammonites. And the older daughter conceived, and she had a son named Moab. And Moab became the Moabites. Well, here's the thing. You might know how the Moabite women were used against Israel. In Numbers chapter 22 through 25, a prophet named Balaam, you know the famous story? Again, another true story. A donkey really talked. Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) But here's the thing. A donkey really talked. The story of Balaam, Remember what he did. Balaam was hired by Balak, the king of Moab, to curse the Israelites, his own people, to curse them. But he tried. Balaam tried. You know, he, he was a name and claim it doctrine guy. He liked the money, you know. So he tried. He tried very hard, and he couldn't. God wouldn't let him curse Israel. And we know the story. Again, the donkey comes into play, all this stuff. But here's the thing about that. Balaam, in his wickedness, goes to Balak and says, Hey, I can't curse them. God won't let me. But you can have God curse them himself. And this is how, and I'm paraphrasing, it's not scriptural and it's not the King James English. He looked at Balak and said, just send down the Moabite hotties. Just send down those Moabite women who were known for their beauty. Send them down next to the camp of Israel. And what they'll do is they'll tempt the men of Israel who will come over and have a relationship with them. And they'll start to follow after the gods of the Moabites. And the God of Israel will have to curse them. And that's exactly what happened. Now... Not to get on a soapbox, although it would make me taller. Yeah, I'd like that. But here's the thing. If you're of dating age, or maybe you found yourself of that, you know, dating once again in life, stay away from the Moabites. You think I'm kidding, but in Idaho, you know, we have people who claim to be godly, who claim to be speaking of the same God that you follow, that you worship, and they look good, and they say all the right things. Stay away from the Moabites. It never ends well. Seldom, if ever. Stay away from the Moabites, because that's what they want to do. They want to evangelize you into their cult by dating. They want to draw you in. Be careful. It was on my heart heavy this week. I don't know why, but whoever that's for, hey, great. But be careful. Stay away from the Moabites. If you're in that position to, to be dating, to, to looking, looking for a, a partner in marriage, make sure they're godly. You'll save yourself a lot of trouble. 
But the Moabites, and especially the women, like I said, they weren't highly esteemed in Israel. And not only that, but the Moabites themselves, remember when Israel came out of bondage in Egypt, the Moabites wouldn't feed them. They wouldn't give them bread, ironically enough. And so there was a curse put on the Moabites because of these two horrible things. For ten generations, the Moabites couldn't be brought into the house of Israel. Okay, that's the curse. Scholars believe that the story today, Ruth, that Ruth was in the 11th generation. But here's the other thing about that. We know, even more than that, she was one who came in eventually to worship the one true God, our God, the true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Israel, the God of the church. And so she (laughs) was brought in, and that's also important for us as we study this book out. You'll see why it's so important. And before we go through this chapter, um, I just want us to keep something else in mind. Women in the days of Ruth and Naomi, um, many times they didn't have it very good. And especially if they didn't have a husband, if they didn't have sons to help them, they found themselves begging. They found themselves having to compromise, having to do horrible things to even survive. And it was a really challenging, hard time for the women of that day, especially if you lived in a foreign land. And we'll see that with Naomi. And as another reminder today, life can be really tough at times. I think we all know that to some degree or another. And if you don't know that, eventually you will. And it's not to scare you. It's just life is tough at times. We all go through tragedy. We all go through circumstance. Life can be really tough. But with Thanksgiving right around the corner, I want us to be reminded today that we have so much to be thankful for. And you can let life and all the circumstances and tragedy and everything make you bitter, or you can allow God to make you better through it all. Bitter or better, it's your choice. You have to choose what you focus on. If you focus on the difficult things and all the negative things and all the the things of life and you blame God like we're going to see in this chapter, it can be really hard. But if you look to the Lord and you keep everything in perspective and be thankful for what he's brought into your life because it's teaching you, it's, it's making you more of what he wants you to be. And you have an eternal promise. Keep that in mind. Ruth chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell, and it means sojourn, it means temporarily, in, a, in the country of Moab. He and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech. The name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of his two sons were Malhan and Kilion. Uh, They were Aphrodites. That's a a smaller clan of Bethlehem, Judah. And they went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. So that seemingly happens early on. Um, And she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah. I gotta stop. That's not a dyslexic talk show host, Orpa. But for those who got that, you're welcome. But here's the thing I, I watched a video years ago of Oprah explaining how she got her name, her biblical name. Oprah's name is biblical. Do you know that? Her mother named her uh, Orpa, but the hospital misspelled her name and it became Oprah. And I thought, how ironic, a woman who spends her whole life twisting scripture is the very thing that happened at her birth. You know, she just twists the scripture enough. For those who love Oprah, I'm sorry, okay? Pray for her that she becomes a Christian because she's not truly a Christian. What she teaches is heresy. So just so you know. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m.
For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.